Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This week's podcast is sponsored by Westfield. With a new season underway, Lou and I thought it was about time we got our spring wardrobes in order. So naturally, we headed straight for Westfield London, Europe's biggest shopping centre for the best possible selection of fashion right now. From the luxe labels in the village to more affordable high street options like Urban Revivo, Cos and All Saints, we discovered some of the best the mall has to offer before revealing our must-have buys to one another. From great workwear hits to cool new season accessories, watch us unbox our spring finds on the Sheerlux YouTube channel now. And to find out more about the mall, visit westfield.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Heather Steele, Laura Black and Rebecca Hull. Hi, everyone. Hello. What's everybody been watching this week? I don't know about you guys, but I've been watching Cheat and it's really good. And the best thing about it is you can get through it in four episodes. It's on every single night. I love um, things like that. Yeah, you know, when you can just binge it and you don't have to wait till the following week and then you've forgotten everything. Yeah. So basically, it's about a woman. She's a teacher and she has a particularly difficult student who ends up seeking revenge on her for something she is yet unaware of. And that is the plot in a nutshell. But she completely takes down her teacher. It's brilliant. But the end has a huge twist. Cool. Is it dark? Is it funny? Is it scary? I'd say it's quite dark. It's definitely a thriller. Cool. It's not funny, actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> just not funny. Um, and then I also, like you, Charlotte, watched Queer Eye. Oh my the God. first Queer two, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first three. Yeah. yeah. Did Good as ever. I have watched four. I was saying earlier today, every time it comes back round, I kind of forget in the interim why I like it so much. And then it comes back and I'm like, oh, this is wild. How many series are there? This is number three. And there's eight per season. So you don't have that much. And they're so bingeable. Mm. I've never watched. Oh, Oh, Laura, it's so good. Can you watch with a man? Yeah, Yeah, Ben loves it. Absolutely loves it. Toby watched it for the first time this Saturday night. And he'd been really like reluctant to watch it before. But yeah, he loved it. It. He was Something. like, actually, I can see why. He why? Was like, it's all five of them are so nice and you're really rooting for everyone mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. actually, it's not what I thought it would be. That's why it's so much better than your average makeover show. And that's the reason it's so modern as well, that they are genuinely there like to help these people with their self-esteem. There's no ulterior motive. Everything they do is rooted back to helping them yeah. internally. So and, true. And they're just so kind and lovely and it's just so good. And they all have something really that they can relate to the characters, which mm-hmm. I just love. I mean, and Anthony, when he was oh talking about an intimate relationship with addiction, like they're not patronising because yeah, they genuinely have had quite exactly. hard experiences and it's just... Oh, I just love it. I know, and I fancy Anthony so much. Yeah, it's so <laughs> hard him. not to, isn't I it? Love he's him gorgeous. So much. He's so gorgeous and so well dressed. Yeah. Now he's not just trying to show people how to make guacamole. I know <laughs> people are back on board. Him. Although in the first episode, I was like, Anthony has done nothing. He yeah, did. He does exactly. nothing. He takes her out for lunch in the first yeah. episode. He's literally so got their own responsibilities for the people. So one's like the interior designer, one does fashion. So they kind of have this 360 <laughs> approach to right. healing them. Yeah. And this guy Anthony's is food. Yeah. But he's not really a chef. He's 
he's just like incredibly good looking and charming yeah. <laughs> so because he's not a chef he's been criticised as Heather yeah. says for just yeah. making work like every single time he's like here's some smashed avocado it will change your life like, <laughs> but so often they just can't find a place for him yeah so yeah. they just put him like in a restaurant and it's like okay he's done his bit it's yeah. fine yeah. and then you've got Bobby who's literally like making over a house in <laughs> two yeah, days <laughs> yeah. yes, it does seem disproportionate the workload between the men but it's just so heartwarming oh, yeah. and I cry in every episode oh god yeah. I did and it wasn't just because I'd had a few beers no. like, I was like to my boyfriend like this happens every time yeah. it's not it's oh not yeah Ben cries every time so yeah. oh I need so, to watch oh, you should it's so it makes yeah. me feel so yeah. good I think that's the thing it makes you feel so good about just yourself as mm. well and it's so empowering has anyone yeah. got to episode four yet not, not yet just I'm on two so without giving too much away in episode four there's a guy who is very incredibly self-deprecating and self-critical and he uses humour to kind of not so he's, mm-hmm. he's a bit overweight he's not as overweight as he thinks he is but he says a lot of negative things about himself in their first moments of meeting and I won't give away what he does but Karamo does his exercise with him Karamo oh, is culture oh, which is a terrible name to describe what he does he's basically like self-esteem that should yeah, be the title a therapist therapy yeah. yeah and he does this exercise with him which was just like it's probably just a really classic therapy exercise mm-hmm. but you watch him do it and it's just so like everybody should be able to do this for themselves and so actually the show gives you really good tools mm. to boost your own self-esteem it's just great I yeah. think he's incredible actually yeah, yeah he is because he's done a lot with Obama currently. has he? Yeah. yeah I think he's done a lot with sort of youths people that have been in knife crime yeah he's done loads cool absolutely loads I oh, really yeah, he's him. got like a rougher past hasn't he and then he's past, really reformed yeah. yeah absolutely love him oh, I just well, I mean I love them all yeah what I love as well is that Toby had like the same reaction I think everybody has when Jonathan Van Ness first appears yeah. on the screen yeah. like, I remember even when I watched it I was like oh, oh god yeah. this is gonna get annoying and then within five yeah. minutes you love like, him oh, yeah he's so Jonathan <laughs> is like so over the top but he wins you over straight away oh, yeah. he? and I he's think so kind. Yeah, you realise that genuinely is him I think yeah. he's got no off button that's it I think yeah at first you're like oh is he putting on an yeah. act or like really ramping it up first ever episode he's like I'm Beyonce and start seeing those of hair flips yeah. and you're like um but no but that's actually him but that is yeah. him yeah I love um, him he is going on tour in the UK I saw did you see that I saw it yes. on his Instagram I need to investigate what that actually means yes. I don't know what he'll be doing but you can buy tickets to see him live he's like doing ice skating now isn't he I, saw that. I think he's going to be in a new show TBC when it comes out I've just seen bits on Twitter of him sort of pirouetting on ice <laughs> and he's bloody good so I don't yeah, know what he's doing with that show but oh, I'm glad I'll I did watch it I'm glad I wasn't the only one that missed the memo because I saw the ice skating too and I was like what is happening yeah. like, okay, that makes yeah. sense interesting what a guy um, oh it's just so good other than Queer Eye I've been watching Derry Girls I don't know if any oh, of you have watched, watched it. it oh I need to see you that you should it's one of the funniest things I've seen mm-hmm. on British TV in Can a very you? long time what exactly is it about so it's about these four girls and one of their cousins they're all 16 and it's set in Northern Ireland during the Troubles so pretty bleak backdrop you do see kind of soldiers in the background and things like that but it's not bleak at all really it's just hilarious it's just these kids at their very very catholic strict school just kind of running amok but i don't know they've really captured what it's like to be a teenager and like in all its funniness i don't dwell too much on like the heavy sort of adolescent stage it's just 24 minutes of mayhem but it's just very believable all the characters as in the main kids characters are all so likable and they're all different but just very very likable and watchable and it's not pitched at a teen audience not at all I think if anything because there's that real 90s nostalgia the soundtrack's amazing like loads of cranberries on and (laughs) yeah it's just really nostalgic and fun and there's a brilliant character called Sister Michael who's kind of the head of the Catholic school and she's just brilliant she hates them 
them and hates everything. But just one little withering look from her is just the best bit of the whole show. Is there anyone famous in it? No, not really. So they're all kind of, the girls especially, kind of up and coming, sort of unknowns when it came out last year. So there's only six episodes in the first series, which are all on the Channel 4 website, I think. And then there's been two other ones from this series. So you can watch it all extremely quickly. And I recommend you do because it's very, very funny. Cool. Well, I have to give a shout out to a restaurant I went to this weekend. Mm. I went to Cole Office. Nice. For the second time, actually. Yeah, yeah so it's Tom Dixon-owned restaurant in Cold Drops Yard, which is the new development in King's Cross. So if you know the area, it's right by Central St. Martins, like the square with all the fountains. And the development's amazing. I think in summer, it's really going to come into its prime because mm. it's very exposed. Actually, we went on Saturday night when it was pouring with rain. It was quite oh, nice. no. <laughs> so, so I think in summer, it's going to be lovely. And there's some really trendy hairdressers and shops and, mm. and kind of boutiques there. It's a really, really lovely space. And Cole Office is... It's really Middle Eastern food. So if you're into your aubergines and your polentas mm. and that kind of thing, it's got touches of like the Barbary and Palomar mm. and those kind of restaurants. We're constantly complaining that there's not that many vibey places to go in London. Like you go out in New York and it's so fun and restaurants are like really buzzy and they've got great music. Yeah. And London, I always think, really lacks that. But Cole Office absolutely has that. They play really loud Israeli music. It's like you're in a club <laughs> in Tel Aviv. The food is so good. And the reason I didn't mention it the first time we went is we thought the food was actually quite average. Mm. But actually, having gone back, I think it's improved. And we went with a group, which I think you focus on the food a little bit less when yeah, there's more yeah, of you. Fun. Like, they bring shots, the oh, drinks wow. are great. It's just a really fun, if you want dinner, but more of a night out vibe, I really recommend it. That's Ooh, really good. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what, not really what they pitched themselves as when they first opened. So I'm glad they've gone down that route. Yeah. It sounded before like quite a serious experience, I think, because of the Tom Dixon angle. But actually... I can see why they take themselves seriously, because the food is quite smart. It's flavours and stuff that aren't kind of day to day so I suppose the food is a bit elevated mm-hmm. but it's really delicious and mm. nothing that like you won't have had before if you've tried that food and um, the interiors gorgeous interiors mm. it's quite kind of open kitchen vibes but everything you eat from is Tom Dixon so the glasses chic. are Tom Dixon all of the cutlery and crockery mm-hmm. and, and everything is Tom Dixon so it's super chic and attached is a Tom Dixon store as well so you can buy Ooh. everything so yeah I really recommend it I think we all know people with varying degrees of paranoia about their health. And I think we've all been guilty of Googling symptoms when we know we shouldn't have. But we wrote a piece called 22 Health Niggles You Shouldn't Ignore, all about the different symptoms that could be signs of something more sinister. I don't want to dwell on that because it's quite a depressing <laughs> which will actually make you paranoid if you weren't already. But I want to know how paranoid are you guys? Are you symptom Googlers? Laura? So I really try not to go onto Dr. Google. <laughs> it's just really hard not to, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Particularly when you have children, I'm like, oh my God, what's that? And Google, Google, Google. But then I get to the doctor and I'm like, promise I haven't Googled because I know that they'll, you know, tell me off. But it's really hard, I think, not to jump to conclusions, mm-hmm. particularly when we're surrounded by... You know, always like, oh, you, your cough's gone on a bit too long. It's like, I don't know, pancreatic cancer. Or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I find it really hard not to jump to conclusions. And actually, my husband gets furious with me <laughs> because I'm like, it's been hanging around a little bit too long. Is it X, Y, Z? 
So yeah, I probably am quite guilty of it. We're quite surrounded by horror stories, I yeah. think, that you see things on the news or on Instagram, yeah. you know, whatever it is about these really awful things. And I think that that makes you a bit paranoid, doesn't it? Yeah. Heather, what about you? Paranoid? No, not really. I kind of just don't worry too much mm-hmm. about, I worry about everything else, but for whatever <laughs> reason, when it comes to health things, I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll see what happens. But do I you do, go to the doctor? Very rarely. Really? Yeah. I think only if I felt genuinely like very unusual I'd yeah. probably go to the doctor but I do think that if I had children I would be but for myself I will worry about it but I'm not that quick to go yeah, to the doctor me too. No. me too it's just inconvenient I know we've probably spoken about this a thousand yeah, times it's so, no, it's so easy yeah. way yeah. to try and get a doctor's appointment that's not going to kind of affect anything else so. Yeah. so the other day I was trying to get a doctor's appointment for my daughter I called on my thing 72 times oh my god no you didn't 72 times 72 because I was literally times. like it's redial, like 8 redial. o'clock and it's like bang cool yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. like oh it's 7.59 I'm literally there and yeah. ready like cool 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 oh my god my doctor is amazing it's an NHS doctor yeah. but they're really like quite ahead of the curve you yeah. can go that morning and get an appointment for later in the day and you can go at like 8 so it doesn't interfere with yeah. work and often they've got appointments for nine something so you don't even have to be yeah. that late mm. or you can book something two weeks in advance online which two weeks is quite a long time I can't yeah, think of that many medical ailments that you know two weeks in advance no yeah. they like but, a repeat prescription exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. so the main reason that I go to the doctor is to get the pill yeah. to get that repeat prescription and they have a machine that takes all the diagnostics oh, that really? you need so oh, instead oh, of having God. to see a nurse or a doctor so you good. can do your own blood pressure your own weight all of that and you just hand it in and that they do is it advanced. for you it's so yeah. good. good and they're open eight to late on a Saturday as well oh okay Amazing. That's excellent. Yeah. That's that I'd just go on a Saturday. Saturday if that was the case. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shout out to Solar yeah. Road Medical Centre yeah. in Hampstead. <laughs> they're, they're seriously really good. Yeah. yeah, so for things like a smear test, for example, yeah. things you can book in, I just book for a Saturday. Yeah. It's so good. So yeah, that, that makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done to them. Uh, Becky, are you a paranoid health person? I'm exactly like Heather. I'm not at all. I mean, I can see why people would be because there is now everything's related to some cancer or red meat or, you know, do you know what I mean? It's literally shoved in your face, but I think it does come down to lack of time and just being so busy. I literally never go in. And it's only if I need to for something like getting my blood pressure checked for the pill. Other than that, I mean, I'd call it lazy, but it's more just time. I just mm. don't bother. And do you Google your symptoms? No, I wouldn't say I do, actually. And if I did, it would only be just to be like, what can I do to get rid of it quickly? Mm-hmm. I'd like to think of myself as quite sturdy with stuff like that, actually, I must say. But and do it- you think you've been lucky enough not to have anything, I guess, that warrants being too scary? Yeah, I would say so. Because obviously, if I had it, I could be a completely different situation. Yeah. So I can understand why you would go down that spiral if you had had something. I do actually know someone whose mum had had breast cancer and it has completely given her health anxiety. Mm. I totally get how that could happen so I think yeah I've been very fortunate and I think until experiencing that touch wood I won't I'm pretty good on it but I can see why that would happen so I had I don't know probably about six months ago I had a really painful boob and I mean I googled everything the first thing I googled was like breast pain is not usually associated with breast cancer but if you keep digging Mm, it's like you will find something that tells you and that's where you've got to be so careful because the first thing it told me was that it wasn't Mm. but I just kept digging until somebody said but it could be Mm -hmm, associated they were actually talking about that on the high low this week I can't remember why like in what context they were talking about it but it was about health myths and that was exactly what they were saying that it's a complete myth that a painful boob isn't 
isn't associated yeah. with breast cancer. And Pandora Sykes was saying that her sister did unfortunately have breast cancer. She's fine now, but she just didn't get a check because she so had she, she did have a painful boob. Yeah, ah. she did, but didn't bother getting it checked right away oh, because right. exactly that had heard that a painful boob didn't oh. mean breast cancer. So I was listening actually to Yumi and the Big C that, oh, yeah. and Rachel Bland, who's really sadly mm. died, she did have breast pain. There you go. And then I was like, shit, get yeah. me to that mm. doctor. Yeah. But you were fine. I was fine, Thank exactly. You. And they were amazing. And, you know, they sent me for a scan. That, you can't, you've got to take that seriously. Yeah, I don't think any doctor's going to be like, oh, why did you waste my time? But no. I think that's kind of the first time where it's perhaps been so scary mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. that, you know, it wasn't just like... A cough. Or, a cough, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. But then it didn't really pay off because the first thing it told me was it wasn't associated yes. with. But then I just yeah. kept looking until it told me that it... I think on the internet you can find... Whatever anything. you want yeah, to find. exactly, whatever you want to find. Yeah. I had something similar last year. I had a massage... And this is maybe in October or November. And she said to me, this is about five minutes into an hour massage. Oh, did you know you've got a lump in your neck? And I like, mm. I catastrophize, like yeah. hardcore. I went straight to the doctor the next day. And I was going to ask if you ever find that the doctor makes you feel worse. Because actually, yeah. she didn't make me feel any better. Oh, really? She referred me for an ultrasound, but I ended up going private in the end just because I wanted it done. Mm-hmm. And I have insurance, so I just got it done. So thankfully, within about four days, I knew that it was literally nothing. It was just like fatty tissue. Yeah. But I spent oh. a week literally terrifying. Being, That's horrible terrified mm. but literally thinking of all these worst case scenarios and actually I kind of did know I had a little lump there it's like under the skin mm-hmm. it's apparently you can get it it flares up with like an infection right. and sometimes it can take years to just go away mm. and actually it took somebody else saying it and then the doctor not reassuring me I suppose at least now I know it's nothing sinister but I feel like had nobody ever said anything I would have just still continued. been yeah and been fine with that yeah, yeah. that is mm. so true I think also sometimes with I mean I have had one incident actually which was a bit scary but I think I had that, and the doctor sometimes tends to make you feel a bit silly. I don't yes, know if anyone I know that me. feeling. And I think that's partly put me off going as well, because sometimes you just think, well, actually, I don't need that. I mean, you should still go, mm. obviously, but I just am saying, I think sometimes that can put people off. But yeah. then equally, they can be so amazing, because yeah. when I oh, went 100%. with this pain, I walked in and sort of sat down, and I was like, I'm a grown woman, like, come on, be mature. And then she asked me what was wrong, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I was like, literally put myself in a grave, and <laughs> she couldn't have been nicer. Oh, she was so reassuring. Yeah, when you find a good one, it's amazing. Yeah, she was lovely. Well, I don't recommend this piece if you do have paranoia, health, health anxiety, <laughs> as Becky so nicely put it. But if you are interested to know the symptoms that you should be investigating a little more, do check out the 22 health niggles you shouldn't ignore on the site. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 
Let's talk about non-boozy nights out now. We all know that it's easy to uh, visit a bar or go for a boozy dinner, but what is there to do if you are cutting back on alcohol? We wrote a list of all the different things you can do that do not involve booze. So I want to know, what do you guys do when you don't fancy a drink? Laura? I'm quite happy not to have a drink. So what, so you'd go for dinner or even at the pub and just not have a drink or just dinner? Probably dinner, yeah. yeah. And actually, I often think once you've got past the kind of sitting down and ordering your drink... And then once decisions mm. made of what you're having to your drink, it kind of becomes a bit irrelevant. Yes. It's almost a sitting down. Do I, do I not, do I, do I not? Yeah, and once yeah. I've decided no, then yeah, I'm quite happy not to. Yeah, once you've got like a Diet Coke or a Pellegrino in front of you, does it? Yeah. Heather? Yeah, whenever I've done dry January or anything like that, I've always just tried to just continue the routine as normal, but just don't order a drink. Mm-hmm. It's easier than you think, I think. Yeah, all interesting. And Becky? <laughs> I mean, I actually find it quite hard. Not that I am alcohol dependent, but I find it quite hard to go out with my friends and not have a drink. But I think that also comes with the job culture, because I do a lot of PR meetings and a lot of them are quite big on alcohol. But I do really like this piece because actually there were several bars on here that I thought sounded interesting. And one of my friends has been going to non-alcohol bars just for her health because she's got very bad skin and wants to sort of see if that helps. And I thought the book club in Shoreditch sounds amazing. Well, the book club I keep hearing is not boozy, but the one time I've been it there, it was like a be. hardcore oh, club. Yeah. Oh, so, I, yeah, I, don't really, I can't really put the two and two together. Okay. They must have rebranded they since must last time I went. Yeah, and it was really um, not alcohol-free. Yeah. Not <laughs> and if I was going to do a non-boozy activity I mean I'd probably go to the cinema or something I haven't been to the cinema in such a long time that that is probably the kind of thing I would go and do there's comedia in Brighton which is really yeah. cool and if you're not seeking a bar yeah. I mm-hmm. think something more low-key like that and those kind of cinemas is, it sounds like the everyman that exactly yeah. Yeah. you can go and have a cup of tea and some yeah. sweets and that's kind of or as like nice a, as a, a massive hot chocolate yeah. or something yeah. exactly yeah. 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 yeah that is nice well I'm quite partial to an escape room this part of the point of this piece was yeah. like some alternatives yes. if you wanted yes. to do something with different wasn't it there's one in bank which i've done twice but there are different spaces there so oh, cool. it's not just the same thing that's so i love fun them. yeah i keep wanting to go with my family actually i think that's it's a really good nice family yeah. yeah so it's basically you're trapped in a room but it's not if you're claustrophobic it's not it's, it's not nowhere near as scary yeah. as it sounds and you can't get out but you basically have to solve puzzles in order to get out of the room and you're on a clock and there's a timer running down so you can either do it by yourself so i did one there were seven of us and that was like we all did it or you can do it competitively so they have the same room twice and two different groups are trying to beat each other out yeah. of the same room at the same time. So that's also really fun if there's a larger group of you and you can divide up. But it's really hard to explain the kind of challenges. They're, they're kind of logical things. There's puzzles. There's clues hidden around the room in different places. Are you places. Yeah, you're yeah. time. So like Crystal timer. Maze, Exactly yeah. like Crystal Maze. They're watching you, the people who run the escape room like on a CCTV type thing. And there's a phone in the room and they will call you with clues. And oh, really? um, you can call them and ask questions. And it's always got a theme. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I did one in Prague and it was Indiana Jones. <laughs> Cool. And it oh, was amazing. Be really yeah, fun. there was like treasure chests. It was so much fun. It was I, really yeah, good. the ones I did, I think, were like prohibition themed. So they were like, oh, yeah, wow. 1920s bars. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did one where there was crown jewels themed as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. And also, side note, I know someone who's proposed to it at the end of one, which I just think oh is the best God. proposal <laughs> ever. <laughs> the final thing you have to find is like the key to get it out, and they opened it. It was really nice. Yeah. Anyway, any other activities that you enjoy? I still really like going to an exhibition when it's on at yeah. night. Like the nighttime one's not as busy. I look around. I've been to a couple 
this month. One of them's Dorothea Tanning at the uh, Tate Modern, which is brilliant. I definitely recommend that one. For people who don't know her art. She is a surrealist, so kind of mates with Dali and that lot. But she was married to Max Ernst as well. But she's really kind of unknown compared to all the other sort of surrealists because she's a woman, basically. Mm-hmm. But I think her stuff's much better than Dali's, oh, personally. Cool. She's really interesting. And then also at the Design Museum as well, there's one called Home Futures, which you might like, Laura. It basically yeah. looks at how people in the 60s and 70s thought we would be living now. Oh, and there's cool. all sorts of weird contraptions and how they envisaged we'd be living. And yeah, cool. So that's, on now. that's at the Design Museum, I think until the end of the month. And cool. the, the one at the Tate's cool. on for another few months. But oh. again, both evening ones. And you can't drink when you're going around because you'll spill red wine everywhere. But <laughs> yeah. I just think it's a nice thing to do. Really nice yeah. thing to yeah. do. The yeah. other thing that you can do late for is the Affordable Art Fair, which I haven't no. done yet. I keep meaning to do. But it was just on a Battersea, I think, last week or the yeah, week before. It was, yeah. um, but you can also buy evening tickets for that. And that's, you could even come away with some art. Oh, you? I think yeah. I need a drink with that, though. What, to make a yeah. high purchase? Yeah, yeah true. Yeah, yeah, a bit like a bit dark yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. Okay, well, if you are looking for some further recommendations of places to go, I quite like that there was some, like, a lot of healthy food places on yeah. this. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the other thing. There was, like, pharmacy and Good Life Eatery and a couple of healthy spots that yeah. you don't have to drink out as well. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, there's a nice selection. So do have a look at our list. Let's talk a bit about fragrance now. Becky, you wrote a piece on 12 of the best male fragrances for women to try because sales of traditional female florals are falling in favour of more woody, spicy scents. So whether it's actually wearing men's perfume or just something that has a bit more of a masculine smell, they're really on the rise, aren't they? They They're so on the rise. In fact, Liberty last year announced that I think nearly 50% of their sales were basically masculine scents. So it's huge. It's a big business. And I don't know about all of you but I love male scents me too I think I put in there that it can really toughen up like if you're quite feminine or if you're a bit quieter it can give you a bit more edge Mm. I think and it's different you know that none of your female friends are going to be like oh I've got that on as well it sets you apart from the crowd a bit and actually the top one on there Comme de Gasson Amazing Green is my favourite if I was going to pick a male scent it would be that what does it smell like? it's sort of vetiver it's greeny and I think it's got gunpowder in nice it's really cool Warm, like oh it's like nothing you've ever smelled and I think that's what's so addictive about it and I actually bought it for Harry and Harry's got really bad allergies <laughs> and I didn't plan it <laughs> but he hasn't it's wearing it so nice spring. Yeah, exactly mm. but, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's really nice and as I said it does give you edge and you get so many people that would genuinely stop you in the street and be like what are you wearing mm, yeah I mean, it's happened like twice I don't know <laughs> but still when that happens it makes you feel really smug actually yeah. you're like mm, you've not discovered Yes, it's almost Um, like a hack, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Laura? Yeah, I love it. I mean, Becky and I were having this chat the other day, but I wear Molecule, which is actually unisex. But I love it. I used to always wear kind of quite floral fragrances. And I think sort of the older I get, the less likely I am to wear something like that. And I love all the Tom Fords and Mm. the Hermes and all of those. I just 100% would wear them. Unisex is the word that I wrote down in terms of talking about this because actually I find all the fragrances I wear aren't in one camp or the other. I wear a lot of Lalabo and a lot of Tom Ford. Ben and I do sometimes share the Tom Fords I wear are Tuscan leather, which is so heavy. I like like quite an oudy smell. And yeah, and Lalabo Vetiver. Like that 
that's actually really quite manly. Even mm. Santal, which I know you wear, Becky, and I wear that in the summer. I think a man, man can definitely wear. I've got a friend definitely. that wears it, and actually, I thought it was so he like wafted past me yeah. the other day, and it's like, Sexy. you're wearing Santal. Yeah. <laughs> so I good. Swear, actually, you smell a lot of men in that. I think and yeah. if you're walking along like Carnaby Street, I feel like everybody's wearing it. Yeah. Oh, really? But in a nice way, like it shows that lines are completely blurred. Blurred. I yeah, I love that. Can get on board with so it. So true, Heather. Have you got any favourites? Yeah, so I quite like it because, yeah, me and my boyfriend can share, which is good. They're mainly his, so I benefit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any sort of Aqua de Palmas I love, oh, but yes, they're sort so of Italian good. ones that they yeah. bought out a couple of yes. years ago. They can definitely work both ways. A weird old school one, but Quirkus by Ben Halligan's, I really, really like. Ben Halligan's doesn't get enough airtime. It doesn't. Like people think it's really fusty and old fashioned, Mm. but I still really rate a lot of their fragrances. And their fragrances I find really last. Their formulas are so tried and tested, and they know what they're doing to such an extent that actually I find they really last and stick more than a lot of fragrances actually. Agreed. And also, yeah, I really love Replica perfumes by Maison Martella. All of them smell amazing. And again, they're all kind of unisex. They have names like by the fireplace and when you spray it on it at first you're like oh my god that's horrid because it is just smoke but five minutes later it's got all those other masculine scents there's jazz club which again smells Mm. like you could be in a nice smoky whiskey infused spot but yeah i think they do male and female very well the line is very thin between the two do you think it's a trend thing it's really interesting that all of us feel the same and i wonder if five years ago that would have been the case do you think with brands like le labo and and even you tom ford and the brands that fragrance that have become like fashion-y almost mm. and trendy do you think that's dictated our taste? I think so because I think yeah five years ago it was all florals I think it's the rise of the niche actually but also there was probably quite a more distinct line in their marketing exactly. for her and for him yeah. where it's so true. way more blurred yeah now. and I think that comes with everything that's going on in society mm. as well and I think it comes from a want to wear both we shouldn't be defined by one so I think yeah it is definitely trend led but mm. it's impressive seeing the statistics of how much they've risen especially in the past year like they're continuing to rise as well I think Again, I read another stat that they're only going to grow over the next year or so. So exciting. And I feel like the Labo, sadly, has gone quite mainstream it's now. It's gone a I bit know, mainstream. It really upsets me. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so if you are looking for something slightly more niche, we won't tell anyone. Where else should we Where else should to? you look? I mean, I was going to say Byredo, but actually they're quite mainstream yeah, too. Yeah. Just Liberty. Go to Liberty. Yeah, yeah Liberty. Do you know what I um, love, actually, is Wilhelm Perfumery. And it's actually a man and a wife, and he created one called Dear Polly and it was a love letter to his wife in perfume form and it literally smells of like smoke and books and a cup of tea actually they're the key ingredients and he said it's because that's what reminds me of her and they're really unique and niche and yeah Liberty as you say is really good Mm -hmm. have a browse in Liberty okay cool and finally any other recommendations from this list if people do want to try a men's perfume oh Dior Eau Sauvage is nice but again quite mainstream so I would say Malin and Goats they're one they're brilliant aren't they for niche perfumes they are brilliant I but the think one... of Malin Goats yeah, oh my so god good. Yeah. so good so the other one I'd recommend off this list though is Atkinson's 24 Old Bond Street Triple Extract now it's expensive but I have had this bottle actually since two summers so it lasts for so long and it smells again old libraries leather but actually really wearable in summer because it's got quite a citrusy dry down so oh it is so good I can't recommend that enough it's really musky and that's also under £100 which 
isn't cheap for perfume, exactly. but actually a lot of these trend perfumes are really expensive, so that's not a terrible price. That's probably my other favourite from the list. And as I said, Malin Goat's Dark Rum is divine and very summery. So if you're looking for a summer scent, head their way. We'd all love to have sprawling open spaces in our home, but particularly for those of us who live in London, space is a luxury and it comes at a cost. So we gather some design tips from some of London's top interior designers on maximising the smallest rooms in your home. So I want to know, what are your guys' tips for making the most of a small space? From this piece, I took away the storage hack. She said, I think, that it seems counterintuitive to create more like clutter but actually as soon as it's organized into nice boxes you naturally got more room so for me it would be finding really nice storage clear boxes and I think that works definitely Laura any tips for where can we get nice storage things from (laughs) there are so many good places for storage now swoon made I mean Ikea even like H&M home now I mean we've surrounded by so much more you don't always have to spend the fortune I quite like a storage basket yeah love a basket Mm. and actually H&M home have the best storage baskets yes they do Laura any other tips for making the most of a small space with a small space I think don't be too afraid of it being small so when we did our house Bear in mind, we live in London. There was this huge room that just had a loo in it. I mean, it was just <laughs> ridiculous. Like, I was like, no, that is just not... Like a downstairs loo. It was downstairs, but we took the loo out and turned it into a playroom. And then we it put... It was that big. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then we put the loo under the stairs. But in doing so, we've literally probably created the smallest loo in London. It is so <laughs> tiny. You almost have to reverse back. And when I was doing it, I was thinking, God, what am I going to do in there? And one of my friends who's an interior designer was like, just go buy bold on the paper and I was like oh but it's so small that's going to be ridiculous and she was like no go bold so I went really bold on the wallpaper and it totally works so I think don't be afraid to do that mm-hmm. I think go the same color all the way onto your woodwork too so your skirting board so your skirting board same, as, board, as, your, same okay. as your walls lengthens it so yeah I think it lengthens it makes it feel a bit bigger mm-hmm. and then as it says in the piece I think just like glass and mirror mm-hmm. glass doors mirrors you know not just on the walls but on your coffee table if you can or have a mirrored tray or something that reflects the light I always think that that definitely gives the illusion of a bit more space a bit more airy yeah, yeah. nice I like that Heather you're in a studio aren't you I am. so what do you do to maximise your space basically I feel like my dad could have written this feature <laughs> he is but yeah he's the same the kind of like stack up not out luckily it's a studio flat but it's got very high ceilings nice. so I've got like loads and loads of shelves that just go all the way up and, but that's uh, really nice because that then fills wall space as exactly. well and it makes it feel really homely exactly and it's got all stuff on it and all books on different ones oh, so again it's not kind of cluttering up the floor space at all so I still feel like I've got quite a lot of floor space which I wouldn't have if I'd have just got normal bookcases mm-hmm. or chest yeah. drawers and things and then on top of my wardrobe I've just got loads and loads of sort of nice white boxes to kind of stash loads of things mm-hmm. in but because it's all white can't really tell they're there so, yeah. so use the height basically exactly so. and the same in the kitchen as well because there isn't that much cupboard space around the kitchen mm-hmm. area so just lots of very high shelves where you can stack everything up so that's the one thing I saw in this that I was like yes I've done that <laughs> yeah um, I thought another really good point was when 
they said, you know, you, you obviously need big furniture sometimes, but just think about the furniture you're buying because if it's a small space, like have slender legs so you can yes. see underneath the bed rather than it just being like this block. heavy block in the room. Yeah. I mean, um, the one thing I'd love to do is not have anything under the bed, but unfortunately that's a necessity. <laughs> space saving, yes, I do true. feel like it would look a lot airier if you could just see yeah, underneath. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of colours, I think, as you said, Laura, people can be quite scared to put colours in their home in the fear of making it feel smaller are there any colors to avoid or can you just kind of go for it i think just go for it i also think that at the moment the trend is so kind of almost more is more isn't yeah. it it's yeah. like Annabelle. exactly yeah. with the trim with the color so i kind of think go for it which what is your downstairs bathroom what's the oh it's passion? got flamingos oh i Very love nice. i like georgie's no bigger they're like oh, wow. big flamingos cool that sounds pink awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I want to see a snow. Uh, I want to see wallpaper. It's yeah. just a whole other yeah. thing, oh, isn't it? that's a whole other yeah, thing. Like when we all thing. are rich and famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> small bathrooms yeah. for now. Small, yeah. 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 Very small downstairs loose. <laughs> well, for more tips on making the most of small spaces, have a look at the piece. Okay, let's end by talking about the wedding diaries. <laughs> My wedding is really soon, you guys. Uh. So we did our food tasting back towards the end of Feb. So I wrote all about how to choose the food for your big day. Because most of the weddings I go to are Jewish. That's just kind of, I don't know, circumstance. So I don't know if you guys can relate to this, but I find the formula for wedding food a little tried and tested. There's very much a set menu that people tend to go for with quite similar things. And even people who I wouldn't necessarily think that they would go for that seem to kind of default to the comfort zone thing. So it's normally some kind of like Asian Eve tuna tartar type starter and then meat. Everybody is obsessed with serving meat, which yeah. I don't understand. And then it's some kind of fancy dessert. And personally, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm just not into the fancy I'd dessert. I'd rather have a nice mate. Yeah, or I'd rather have like a Mars bar. Like if, I don't know, or like a scoop of like some yeah. caramel ice cream. Or something. I don't yeah. know, I don't want then some like fancy thing. Anyway, luckily my wedding doesn't lend itself to anything too formal anyway. That's not the vibe. And I was really, really set on doing sharing plates. When I go out to eat, I never go anywhere where you have your own starter and main course. I don't like that kind of food. I just prefer to pick. Mm -hmm. So I just figured, why wouldn't you do that at a wedding as well? So what I had envisaged was like huge salads. What I really wanted to do was like big baked fish like all the way down the table the caterers were like no no and they make a good point if you plonk these massive pieces of fish down the table then people have to serve themselves and that's quite ugly looking on the plate like you start dishing up your own I like the idea of it yeah Yeah. not that elegant so in the end for the main course we're having plated white fish and then some extras Mm. but also I really wanted it to be in keeping with the vibe of the wedding because it's in Milwaukee I felt like we really had to play on that so that's why we went with fish we still went with a kosher caterer but we wanted to serve fish regardless so in terms of being kosher you have to go kind of meat or dairy and again I thought dairy was so much more important if we went for meat then we would have just been able to serve like meat and vegetables yeah. Yeah, so but this way we're doing like burratas mm. and Ooh, paellas yeah. I don't know yeah. yeah just like all this lovely stuff that we wouldn't have been able to do had so we gone have to meat. Go either or yeah in kosher rules you can't mix milk and meat okay. so you either go for like a milky menu which fish is obviously yeah. fine with and then you can have your cheeses and your dairies or if you went down the meat route which is why I guess people That's go for quite a traditional dessert because if you have meat right, okay. you can't, you can't, have, have, you can't have anything yeah. dairy related I, um, yeah. I did not know, know that mm. you've got way more scope going dairy definitely so dairy. much more scope exactly so that's why we went down that route but anyway it is really hard to make a decision because I feel like food is quite
quite a big part for me as a guest I yeah I've been to a wedding before where they focus more on the booze than the food and the result was everyone the next day all kind of came together for breakfast and were like I've never been so drunk at a wedding and it was funny but also I barely ate a yeah. thing I think you've said that on the podcast yeah, before I and just yeah, remember I was so starving and you've got to go heavy on the canopy yeah, yeah. there yeah. weren't any canopies and then it was like some bread to share and then like a really small main and then the pudding was I think I was so drunk I just didn't care <laughs> yeah, yeah you just eat it then you're yeah. not even taking it in yeah, are you it was, there wasn't enough food so for me yeah I think a lot of food and Lots of booze is good too, but I think you do need to strike that balance because otherwise you've just got kind of very drunk guests or kind of people or scavenging around. Yeah. Like, Look when's the, you know, the 11pm grub coming out? Yeah. And it's not cheap, but there are things you can do. So I know you mentioned bread in a comical way, yeah. there, but you can do breads and olive oil. Yeah. You can do, I don't know, risottos or pasta dishes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something really expensive, yeah. but just to bolster it a bit so mm, people aren't exactly. starving hungry. Uh, Laura, what did you do for food at your wedding? We did steak and chips. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was That's good. good thinking about what you were saying, uh, but, I mean, it kind of feels a bit dated now. Oh, no, I like that. Going, yeah. But also your wedding was, what, five years ago? Yeah, six yeah. years ago. But our puddings were probably a bit refined. Like, we had, like, three little shot glasses. Yeah. You know, do you know what it is? Yeah. It's really dated. <laughs> but people um, always go for those things. But at the time, it was delicious. Yeah. And I kind of felt like it was really appropriate at the time. Mm-hmm. But now I think I would do it very differently. So, like, my parents have still gone for that kind of dessert for their friends because there's a an expectation isn't there that you're yeah. going to, particularly from a grown up generation that if you're going to a wedding then it should be a certain format yeah. I just wanted to break with status quo for the younger yeah. people definitely I, I just made sure we went heavy on the canopies yes. because I just think people particularly like all my school friends were always like positioning like, trying to find where they're coming out of trying to find yeah. like, <laughs> that has been that, making friends yeah. with the waitress so that was big feedback to our wedding planner as well we were like we do not want a situation where it's all coming from one place no. and everyone just congregates around that door yeah. waiting for the canopies <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've tried to disperse them yes. around the room. So I know someone that is having a really traditional Indian wedding and for their food, I mean, I really want to go now. <laughs> for their food, they're having five different types of curry. Oh, oh yeah. my But it's goodness. a bit Amazing. like you, it's like sharing one. She was saying there was a gorgeous dal on the menu Ooh. and they've got like all these different types of rice. And I was just thinking, how nice to yeah. mix it up like that. I mean, oh, it was literally making me drool and my best friend's getting married next year and they also are looking at Italian sharing plates yeah so lovely so and like you she said it is going to work out more expensive but at the end of the day it's worth it mine actually isn't more expensive we paid an X price for the caterer when we booked them and then when we came to the tasting I was like this is what I want you need to make it work Mm -hmm. within this budget so it doesn't actually have to be more expensive and it is important I think isn't it because it's the main bit where you're all sat together it's quite a bulk of the evening so it is important to get it right Mm -hmm. it's a special thing I agree okay well if you do want more tips for getting the food right for your wedding then do check out the latest wedding diaries that's it for this week if you enjoyed that please do rate review subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.